Hey guys, welcome back to Awake. So today is a super special day for this podcast episode. We are talking about self-actualization, which I cannot even pronounce, but self-actualization is achieving your highest self, which is the basics of this podcast episode. And there's so much that we can go into it. And I think this is really important. I think this is something that is on a higher level of thinking and it allows us to really use our full potential and to really gain that fulfillment and realization. Before I go on to continue about self-actualization, I want to bring my guest on because she is super amazing. She is a wellness and spirituality guide. She is a yoga instructor and a pretty darn good master at yoga. I started following her on Instagram just for the specific reason that she was so good at yoga and so spiritual and so open and so descriptive on what she's feeling and how she's flowing and it's not just about the yoga and the poses and the movement it's actually about the mind and the mental health aspect of it which I really really loved about her and how she showed that aspect of it and again mental health is her jam so she's definitely the perfect candidate to talk about this kind of thing with you guys She has a bachelor's in liberal studies, which is basically what you get for your teaching degree. And it's kind of teaches you how humans learn and how to teach humans. So she's super credible with that. She has an amazing story about um, her depression and what drove her from her working 40 hour a week job to what she does now, which is everything that she loves and fulfilling her life with her mind and body and spirit. And so she also has a Medi Yoga certification. She's also self-taught with her yoga. She does in-depth yoga training and she's just so much, so much more. She does work in person as a yoga instructor and virtually. She's actually in mid-February coming out with a virtual community that's going to be super affordable. We're excited to share that with you guys a little bit later in the episode. So with that being said, I'm going to bring Yanni Valdez on and we're going to interview and pick her brain about all the amazing things that she's achieved with her mental health and with her yoga and with her self-actualization. All right, so I have Yanni Valdez here and so she's going to introduce herself. She's going to talk a little bit about her background story and then we are going to ask her a couple questions. How are you doing today? I feel so happy. (laughs) I'm so excited to have you here. I'm so excited that we're in this place right now because like literally this relationship came from Instagram and I'm glad that we started this morning with yoga. By the way, guys, she took me to a yoga class this morning. It was so amazing. It was a perfect way to start our day hanging out and actually talking about what we're going to be talking about. So that's super exciting. And I just, I want you to kind of talk about like how, how your life was and your background and how you kind of got to where you are today <laughs> in this summary as, yeah. as much as you can. <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot of depth there. Yeah. Um, so I think I guess I can really start off with in my collegiate years really um, is where I, I came to school to become a teacher and I graduated with my BA and that process was really cool primarily because I was able to learn about um, kind of just humans and how we learn and how we like to learn and different ways to teach and it kind of just showed me how diverse humans are like there's no one way for human a human to learn like you can learn through visuals or auditory or through um, like physical movements and so there's different ways for humans to learn um, and I didn't realize it then but I really think that that was kind of set the foundation to kind of what I apply now and realizing like damn humans are it's okay if I cuss right yeah okay, cool. <laughs> Um, humans are so diverse and they're so unique um, but I think even before that um, in my younger years I um, was just kind of exposed as most humans are like to like a lot of different realities and growing up I always wished that those realities weren't mine um, and it was in grow- growing older that I realized that maybe I was given this life for a reason and maybe I was given this life for me to learn those lessons or for me to experience that truth um, because maybe I was meant to know that truth to do something with that truth and exactly. just move forward in whatever way that looks like for yeah. me. Yeah. Um, and so when I was younger, I was like super shy, super timid. And then I remember going through a phase where I was like, fuck that. I don't want to be shy anymore. <laughs> like I see all these people like being able to express 
themselves and that looks so cool and I started to do that um, and then I remember my freshman year of college I was like okay who's the person that you want to be and how can you act in alignment with that girl um, and so wow. it was really hard for me to like reach out to people and like talk to people but I was like okay like that's what you want to do so let's do it even if it feels weird and uncomfortable like let's just do it that, um, wait I want to pause there because that was really really amazing you just said that you just like kind of stopped and asked yourself who do I want to be and how do I do that right okay yeah. that is something that we all need to just like sit on for a second because like <laughs> that is like a super huge like turn in everything that it completely shifted your world when you just like one day just you know that came to you right completely shifted your world like we need to kind of stop and smell the flowers sometimes and realize wait am I doing what I want to be doing am I who I want to be am I surrounding myself with the people I want to be surrounding myself am I you know fulfilling that person that I've always dreamed of becoming kind of thing and that was like super brave of you and really cool that you realized that at such a good point in your life and that you can take everything that you learned before and then make those changes I think that's super awesome yeah yeah it, you know and it it felt weird at first you know that I felt like I wasn't my true self or I felt like I was just like mimicking a person that I wasn't um, but then the more that I like let myself be that girl, the more it felt more real, the better it felt, the more it felt like, okay, this is who I want to be. This is who I am. I think it's all um, right. And yeah, you know, it's kind of like when you first start to like uh, yoga, for example, like when you first start to do yoga, you're like, oh my God, this is really freaking weird. Like, I don't really know what <laughs> A I'm <little> doing. Uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. And then the more you start doing it, you're like, okay, like I get the groove with this. And, and you then flow and it's so freeing. Yeah. It's such a free feeling. You have like all this weight and tension lifted off of your shoulders um, like physically with yoga and like with your actual life when you realize that you're doing what you want to be doing and not what you think you should or how to like fit yourself into society and you're not being yourself then there's all this stress and tension rather than just being free and be who you are exactly and it, I mean even with that situation like you can feel the tension being lifted off of who I was as an individual. Like I found myself surrounded in a room with people that I didn't know, but it felt cool because I was like, wow, like I'm not in my room by myself. Like I'm yeah. actually sitting in a room with people or yeah. like I'm actually going to events with people or I'm actually speaking my opinion. I'm actually acting out on that weird thought or idea that I had, but You're I'm just connecting going it with another it. person that is, that could also connect with that. And it's really cool rather than just like, being afraid to say it because you're afraid of rejection because we've all had that before and that sucks but um instead of like feeding into that fear you're actually just like hey let me try connecting this idea again and then it's so cool to actually see it and and then see it come to life and like connecting with people yeah it's super cool yeah and i think you know from that like giving myself permission to be that girl mm -hmm. also gave me permission to like move myself into different environments um and experiences that really challenged me and like put me out of my comfort zone and like really allowed me to grow um so my second year of college i moved out of the dorms but then i joined a sorority and one that was out of my comfort zone <laughs> because i was like really shy at, i thought i was shy that's the story that i told myself was that i thought i was shy um, but then once I got over that story and was like, you know, this is who I am. Like, I'm a really fun going, easy going. I love to laugh. I love to hang out with people. And this is what I want to do. And this is who I want to be. This is who I am. And so I think once I got to that point and when I joined my sorority, like, I think I also grew personally speaking. Um, one, I think being surrounded by and maybe I don't know if this is everybody's story I'm just really blessed, but I came in with a group of women that were super supportive, super embracing, like made me realize like I give you warm hugs because girls were like, I love Yanni hugs or Aww. like, I love your smile. And then I realized like, wow, I do have a nice smile. Like, thank you. you thank you for seeing things. Yeah. That, like, thank you for seeing that. things that I didn't see in myself. Oh, yeah. And like, that was one of the most rewarding things was like being surrounded by women that saw things within me that I didn't see in myself. That you and, always should have seen in yourself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and all of us have that. I think all of us have those things about us that are within us, but sometimes it takes somebody else to recognize that for yeah. us to remember, like, oh my gosh, this is a part of who I am. I just probably yeah. forgot or never realized it. Um, but uh, yeah, so I think surrounding myself with women and just people in general, because I, my sorority sisters were like, 
a foundation to who I am. Um, but I also met gentlemen that like also, you know, were kind and courteous and fun and um, allowed me to like live out different parts of who I was. And so um, I definitely think that my collegiate years were not only a place for me to like intellectually learn about like human development and like study that but maybe also experience human development you know like what is it like to grow and age and like be this person and experience different things and uh what is it like when you fail and like what does it look like when you pick yourself back up from that failure or what does it look like when you succeed and actually are proud of that success that you've been able to cultivate and create Um, So I think my collegiate years were a really fun place for me to like explore different outlets of who I was. Um, I think even leadership wise, to be honest with you, I think it definitely provided me a platform for me to find my voice and how to utilize my voice and how to articulate thoughts and ideas and emotions into words um, and being able to express that. And now in my life today, I feel very blessed to be able to be able to use my words and be able to express thoughts, emotions, ideas, um, sensations. And so um, I think my collegiate years were a large part of where I discovered a lot of who I was. Um, And then after college, I graduated. And around like the last semesters of college, I started working full time. And I was like, cool, you know, I'm moving out on my own, I'm able to support myself. Um, I don't want to have to rely on anybody else. Like, what is this thing called a budget? I'm going to stick to it, you know? Yeah. And, um, adulting. <laughs> yeah, it was like adulting for the first time and like really allowing myself to like kind of start swimming into the idea of like being an adult and like being independent. And what is it like being responsible and not being able to stay up till two o'clock every morning because you have to wake up in order for you to be at work on time. Um, and so it was cool at first. I loved it. But then afterwards I was like, I love the humans that I'm working with, but the environment isn't suiting me. And I found myself like really depressed and really questioning life. And depression wasn't anything new to me. Um, I had experienced it a lot in my life and not like clinically defined or, you know, like nobody was like, you're officially depressed or you're officially this and that. Um, But intuition, like I just knew, like I'm just not happy right now. Um, And growing up, I always kind of hid that and masked my depression because I thought like, I just, um, I felt guilty about it. I felt like shameful about it. Like you couldn't burden someone else with it kind of thing. I totally Yeah. Or tell people like, hey, I'm depressed. Yeah. And being okay with that. People being like, what's wrong with you? And trying to fix you as opposed to being like. It's not effective. And you also didn't want to like put their mood down. You always just wanted to make lighter of things. So you kind of have to like, you feel like you have to keep it in. And it's. That's such like a misconstrued like idea. Like it's such a lie that you have to keep it in. It's such a lie that you're going to burden somebody because people care about you and you're loved, you know? And it's like, once you realize that, and once you do start kind of putting it out there, you really, you really see that, but it's, it's hard and it's, it's brave and you have to get over that kind of mountain until you're able to speak about it. Yeah. It sucks keeping it in though, because it's just, it just kind of snowballs into like such a deep depression. And I've, definitely been there and I'm glad that like you've been there because we I think we connect on that level of where we've been in the same place in that aspect and I think a lot of people actually really struggle with depression and anxiety and they don't know how to to get over it so they listen to things like this or they go on YouTube or they listen to um, people that aren't physically there next to them so that they can try to solve it themselves yeah and like maybe just not feeling alone you know like realizing like wow Somebody else has that same emotion that I have or same thought that I have. Maybe I'm not that much alone, you know? And and that's a beautiful thing. That's why I even like speaking to it like on social media or on a podcast because then those people that that don't have that person to talk to it about openly can listen and it does help because they're not alone, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think it was going through those experiences, experiences of like questioning life. Like, why am I even alive? Like, why do humans have to work so much? Why do humans have to pay to be alive? And like all these things, I thought I was weird. I thought I was like... I ask myself the same questions every day. (laughs) Yeah, you know, and and like I never... And granted, yes, I would have these conversations with my best friends, but it wasn't something that like... I talked about very often. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't, I wasn't a philosophy major, you know, like I wasn't um, exposed to many like places where people like pondered life in that way. And like, I just thought, like, 
are you suicidal? Like, are you depressed? Like, are you bipolar? Like, is there something wrong with you? And then I just realized like, no, like you're just unhappy and you're just questioning things. And this is a part of life and it's okay. Um, and then I was like, okay, I need to get out of here. Like, I don't know if it's, I need to get out of this building or if I need to get out of this country. And this is when you were working your 40 hour job as a teacher. Yeah. Um, no, as a teacher, not as a teacher, teacher, just in an office, in in an an office. office. Okay. And, um, so adult job, (laughs) yeah, my first adult job. And it was like, after I graduated and I was like in between like, shit, like if I don't like working a 40 hour week in an office, Am I going to like working as an instructor, like teaching kids and like having 12 hour days? And like one of the things that bugged me most, as I've shared before, is like having to ask somebody like, can I go to the dentist on this day? Can I go to the doctor on this day? Like, hey, I'm not feeling well. Can I do this? And it just like felt really weird to have to ask another human like if I can have permission to do certain things that were like part of my life. Um, and so I think that's where I was like just in a huge questioning phase and um, and a lot of people go through that you know like after college there's like I think when we're younger it's like okay you go to school you go to high school you graduate college you get a good job and then you live happily after ever after (laughs) but it's not always like that you know and so I think like when you and even some people that don't go to college right after like they experience that like phase of like okay like this high is gone now I'm like starting to face reality for like in its realness and what it really is and it can be a little sticky um and it can be high but it can also be low and so like I think I was like experiencing like the highs of like having a degree and like being like fresh into this like adulting world and then realizing like whoa all the things that I envisioned for myself my entire life are not exactly what I want or they're not what I thought it was um and so um it was after that that I was like I don't know what I want to do I want to go like maybe I'll go teach English in uh China or maybe I'll go teach English in South Korea or something um and Thailand was on my bucket list and I was like maybe someday maybe someday um and then I decided like fuck that like I want to make my someday today like I want to really work for the things that I truly want in my life and um I was okay I'm going to make it my goal to go within like the next three to five years. Um, And then a girlfriend um, kind of showed me a job um, that her sister was doing, which was AmeriCorps. And it was um, in the local area and they were mentoring students. And I was like, okay, that sounds like really along the lines of what I like to do. I love working with humans. I love talking about more than just education, but also about like life skills and life and what is it like to be a human? Um, and I was like, I'm going to take a really big pay cut. But like, I was also at a place in my life, like, would you rather get paid more and like feel so like dark and twisted and like insecure and uncertain? Or do you want to take a pay cut and feel so much more fulfilled and like satisfied with the work that you're putting out into the world around you? More purposeful. More purposeful. Exactly. And I think instantly I knew what I wanted to do and so I applied I got the position I was stoked and it was great so AmeriCorps is like the sister branch to the Peace Corps um it's volunteer service so as opposed to being overseas you're doing it inland and it's pretty cool because you're doing work in your country um but you're just not getting paid like a salary job you know I got paid five dollars an hour it's kind of like a volunteer and the pay is just like Yeah, it was just for your living expenses. (laughs) And so, and I mean, I think I got like $1,100 a month. And that was like, for some people, that's a lot. But when you're paying for um, a studio Mm -hmm. and your bills and gas and And food and your own car and your Mm -hmm. phone bill and your credit card and insurance, all these things that we have to pay for as humans, it adds up. And so... Um, I, I was able to manage it because I just I'm willing to like accept that things that I really want to see happen in this life are going to happen if I believe in it. And so I was like, I'm going to work my budget. I'm going to make this happen. And so I had to live on a really tight budget for two years, but it worked. Um, and then um, it was in like working with these these teens that I realized like if I'm inspiring all these people to like go out and like create their dreams and do the things that they want to do and like be a believer in like their true self and like 
understand their doubts and their fears and still move past that, I need to do the same thing too. You know, I was pouring so much into all these other humans that I was forgetting to like give back into my personal desires. Yeah, making a difference in the world around me was one of my deepest desires and I was doing that, but that wasn't the only one. And so um, I started to dive into that and I went to Thailand and um, that was Thailand. for yourself to like yeah. fill your own cup. And that's honestly like, that's a really good point. I also want to like pause there and make a good point of that because a lot of people we're, we're always like trying to give and trying to make everyone around us like happy with us and give ourselves to others and we always forget about ourselves. We forget to treat ourselves good and to be fair to ourselves and to make sure that we're good and we have we have to have a little bit of selfishness in that sense. And it's not selfish. It's more of like self-love. Like there needs to be a more positive connotation on that word, but um and I actually saw a quote, my friend posted this on Instagram, I believe, and it just reminded me of exactly what you said. And it said that um, we all have a little bit of, we want to save the world in us, <laughs> but it's okay if that's just one person, and it's okay if that one person is you. Yeah. I was like, wow, that, that was good. Profound. <laughs> yes, right? <laughs> but really, it really is. And, you know, um, I've always been an advocate for self-love and being a little selfish. And at first I felt guilty about it. And I'm like, no, if I want to continue to change the world, if I want to continue to impact the world and give back to the community, I have to give back to myself because if I'm not caring about myself, who's going to do that? Yeah. In order if for you're me, not working, if you're not, you know, fulfilled, then you can't do that work that you wanted to do. And I talk about that in my previous podcast episode, but. Cool. We'll yeah. go on with your it story. It works in alignment yeah, with that. But, yes, exactly. But in all reality, you know, and I think I learned that lesson because the reason why I wanted to make, like, a good thing of my life was because growing up, my biggest desire was to come back home and help make my, my like, family space uh, better. You know, like, yeah. I just wanted my mom to worry less and I wanted people to be more successful and happier and not... Um, yeah, just not have to worry as much, you know, and like, then I like was so caught up in like, how do I make this better that I was, I felt like I was losing myself. And then I had to get away and was like, okay, the only way that I'm going to help home is if I help me. And the only way for me to help me is to focus in on me right now. And like, it's selfish, but like, I can't be concerned with your issues right now. I can listen and I can hold your hand for a second, but after that, I'm going to have to let go because I have to use my hands for myself and I yeah. have to use my feet and my heart and my mind for myself. You're saving and your your yourself and you're saving that capacity for you and, and you know you were trusting your intuition. You were in line with your intuition and you were listening to yourself and you are being fair to yourself and you were trusting yourself in that sense. Yeah, and so and one of my girlfriends helped me realize this. She once wrote me a letter and was told me that one of the things she really appreciated appreciated about being friends with me was that she, I helped her realize that balance between selflessness and selfishness. That's and I beautiful. was like, thank you. Like, thank you for being a friend. It helped me realizing that that is something that I stand for and bringing words to that because I didn't realize it, like a conscious realization. Maybe subconsciously I did, but not consciously and like when she said that I was like you're right you know but I'm not gonna be shameful of being selfless because I have to be selfless like the only way that I can stand grounded is to take care of myself and when I can take care of myself I can give back to others so that they can stand by themselves and then we can just be a community of founded individuals exactly. and we're a lot stronger exactly. as a whole um, you can't so. shine light on others if your light is dim or it's dull or it's not shining at all you have to be bright enough and then you can shine the rest of your light onto others yeah yeah and you so have to be a lighthouse <laughs> exactly yeah and um and you know even if your light starts to dim down a little bit because your light was so strong you maybe inspired other people to light up a little bit yeah. more and so when you're dim their light might remind you to you know like it's okay to be dim right now I got you for a little bit when you're yeah, ready to light back need up. People, well, exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and then Thailand was really nice because it just really helped me um, kind of learn what my intuition was. A lot of people are like, trust your instincts, learn, listen to your intuition. And I'm like, traveling what like, is... across the country solo would definitely do that for you. <laughs> yeah, and it just kind of was like, well, how do I do that? You know, like how do I listen to my intuition? What does that mean? Um, and I remember I was driving to the airport, my boyfriend and my best friend were dropping me off in LAX and 
uh, she was like, how do you feel? And I was like, well, I feel okay. I just feel like there's this feeling in my stomach. And she was like, remember that feeling. Whenever you feel that feeling, that means that your life is about to change. And ever since then, I've recognized that feeling. Whenever I'm going to start a new project or a new contract or I'm doing something big, I get those like butterfly, like wiggly feelings in my tummy. And I'm like, okay, like I recognize this and I know this sensation. And this is a good thing because this means that I'm evolving or I'm growing or I'm doing something that's going to benefit my life on this earth. Um, And so... Um, I, that kind of stuck with me as I was going through my travels and, um, just like listening, you know, listening to your intuition and trusting your intuition. It doesn't always have to be so profound. Maybe it's like, wow, I've been walking for a long time. Like, I really feel like I want to sit down. Oh, there's a tree down there. I'm going to go sit down on the, under the, underneath that tree and get shade. And that's listening to your intuition. Yeah, like simple things. Simple yeah. things like that. You know, it doesn't always have to be this huge, profound thing. No. Um, and sometimes it is profound and it is life-changing and life-altering. But sometimes it's as simple as knowing that you need to, a sip of water or that you need yeah. to sit underneath this tree because you've been walking around this foreign country for a long time already. And that um, gut feeling, it's very brave to, to continue on that journey, even if it's a little discomforting. But it's a brave step because you're not going to make change if you're going to be in the same place. You know what I mean? So that yeah. was really cool that you, yeah. you did that. Yeah, and I think that was just a large part of, like, me also restoring my faith in humanity mm-hmm. and, like, recognizing, like, there are good humans out there and you're, you're safe, you know? Like, you are safe in this world. And I think if you think that you're going to be safe you're more likely going to be safe. And I'm not going to say that everybody's going to be safe because this w- life is wild and we don't know what's going to happen. Your so just claim your reality. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, like, don't blame us later on down the road, you know? No, right? But, like, what I am saying is that you have the ability to walk on this earth and, like, um, attract the things that, like, you desire and yeah. that you seek. And it's all how you think of it in your mind becomes your reality. Like, they were literally talking about this in yoga class this morning. But yeah. your thoughts turn into your reality and if you assume the outcome is going to be bad then it probably will and if you assume the outcome is going to be good then it is going to be good so it's all about like that those thoughts and that how you go in feeling and you have to kind of learn how to control those thoughts and try to make them as good as you want and that's how you control the outcome and how you manifest everything that you desire and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah and I think recognizing them too like okay I recognize that instantly my mind said, this is going to be a really shitty class, but do I really want that? And then instead of saying like, oh my gosh, I thought this is going to be a shitty class. Now it's going to be a shitty class. You can be like, okay, I hear you voice, but I'm going to counteract that thought with this thought. And I'm going to work in alignment with this thought because I actually want this class to be safe and I want this class to be peaceful and you know healing yeah and so i'm gonna walk in alignment with this thought i recognize you but i'm not gonna acknowledge you for that long tell tell that one that that said that the day was gonna be shitty and tell it nope that's a lie and that's just my fear speaking and you know it doesn't exist and then you tell yourself you know i think it's gonna be this way because i want it to be this way and that's really beautiful that you recognize it you know it's there because your brain just kind of automatically goes there and you're like, but that's not what I want. So I'm going to flip it around. Yeah, yeah. And it's it feels cheesy at first, you know? Like, now we've gotten so comfortable with these tools that I've adapted into my life that they feel normal. Mm-hmm. But when I first started, I thought I was, like, weird, you know? No, and, and, then you, and then until you actually put it into action and you realize, like, wait, this actually works. Yeah, it actually helps, you know? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So it just, um, I think Thailand was a really good experience for me and just, like, a lesson in like restoring my faith in humanity, listening to my intuition and just having fun and like trusting that like good is meant to come my way and that I can have that in my life. And um, I volunteered at a month, a month at an awakening and healing program. And I mean, the experience, I think experience is one of the biggest teachers that we have in this world and wow. um so we volunteered for three to four hours a day and then they recommended that we take three to four hours of classes um and to start off with there was a lot of like vinyasa type classes and mm-hmm. things that like were fun and i tried them but then i can i felt like i'm just not into this right now like i'm just not feeling this and like i at first i was doing them because i was like okay i have to be doing them but then i was like 
this isn't what this is about. This is about learning what is right for you and what feels right for you and honoring that. And so if I want to go to this class, I'll go to this class. But mm-hmm. if I don't want to go to this class, I'm not going to force myself into it. I'm going to go and do something that makes me feel good. So maybe that's sitting on the cabana and napping. Yeah. I was known as Sleeping Beauty there because I was always <laughs> napping for some reason. So what your um, gut told you to do. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm on, the other, yeah. I'm on the other side of the world and I worked for this. So yes, yeah. I'm going to take a nap by the ocean. Yes. Um, and um, yeah, and so it was later on in the, the program that we got a Kundalini class. And that's when I had a more regular yoga practice because that was a practice that I resonated with and it was meaningful for me at that point in my life and it felt good. And that's why I was like, thank goodness that you listened to yourself because you would have kept putting yourself in these situations that didn't make you feel good only to please other people's guidelines and rules. And that doesn't make sense. And so um, I started going to Kundalini classes more often and I found that it wasn't necessarily the yoga classes that I was attracted to, but it was like the classes on like discussion that we had. So I think it was once or twice a week, I would go to evening class and we would just talk about different things like philosophies and ideas and theories and it was either dimensions or it was um um enlightenment or it's just really cool discussions that just gave my mind food for thought um and we did things like um a rebirth which was really cool or yeah like a rebirth it's you essentially die in this this meditation And so in this dying process, I remember like saying goodbye, like literally being like, okay, like you're dying right now. So goodbye to Dawn, your, your lover, goodbye to your mom, who's your angel, like, and literally saying goodbye to these things about my life was really, uh, I don't even know what type of words to say. It's like scary and sad. And like being like, oh my gosh, I realize how much I love you in like having to say goodbye to you. And tears were falling down my face as I was like saying bye to like all these beautiful parts of who I am. And then when you come back alive, like, and it sounds probably weird, like talking about it, but like after you've like died and said goodbye to all the parts of who you are, you like slowly come back and you wake up and then it's like, I, I was like, I was reborn in a weird way, you know, like I was wow. just so much more appreciative of like, whew, I'm still actually alive. I didn't actually die, you yeah, know? Yeah, you're like, you're kind of like awake in a sense where you realize what's really important and, and then you start like loving your life and kind of being more awake with your life and living in the now. And like, there's so much that goes into that. It's like, it's like being baptized, but I think what, what you went through was a lot deeper than that because you had to go through the process of like saying goodbye and then being reborn in bapti- baptism I think nowadays is just really kind of quick and um, I don't think you get the same effect that you just explained which it was it was beautiful like, yeah it was really an intense so it was like a really great experience for me to be in Thailand so I think that was like more than like oh look at me I'm on this pretty island it was like really doing a lot of like personal growth and yeah, like you're looking growing. within you're shedding a, a part of you and you're becoming someone new and it's like that's kind of it's kind of like how you go through it you know it's I don't even know I don't have words for it either yeah that, that was just like amazing you said everything really well yeah so. I think one more thing before you know me move away from Thailand uh, one other meditation or experience that I really enjoyed was looking in people's eyes like we had an experience where you just walked around the room and you didn't say anything the only thing that you did was look at somebody for 10 seconds you acknowledge those 10 seconds which feels like a long time when you're looking (laughs) at someone yeah and then you move to the next person and then the next person like having an experience of looking in people's eyes like that I was like wow this is so powerful. I don't look people in the eyes nearly no, enough. Yeah. And so it's top down or away. Like yeah. it's such an insecure thing when you're not looking at someone's eyes. Like we're all so insecure in that way. Like I, I noticed like even it's uncomfortable. now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I try to look at people's eyes like when I'm talking to them or like especially when like it's someone that I'm, I'm really like close to and trying to have a good conversation with. Like I want to look into their eyes. And it's like, I notice sometimes people look away and they get like so afraid. And I used to be that person. Like I get insecure. Like even when I'm talking, I'll just look to the side, like around the room. Like I still do that today. Cause it's like, I don't know. It is a little awkward, but I think it's powerful if we start like noticing that and seeing people and connecting to people. And 
that's kind of what living's about. And like once you experience that, you're just like, wow, whoa, <laughs> this is here, and and I'm going through it. And I and then you learn to like actually see people and actually see yourself, and it's really cool. Yeah, and it's um, I'm like a huge music nerd, and Cascade is one of my favorite artists. Um, and he has a song called Eyes, and it says, Eyes are the windows to the soul. I and, agree. <laughs> uh, they are. And so, like, looking at somebody for that long, and, like, it literally, I felt like I was, like, I can see emotions. I can see yeah. experiences. And even if I didn't know what that was, I can see it, and I can feel it. And I was, like, wow, this is powerful. And then after that, we did another one with, like, hugging people and, like, not just, like, quick, like, hug but like legit like chest to chest like an hug and you yeah. hold each other for like four seconds and it's like people want to move away like when I came back to the states I would hug my best friends and like they'd push away and I would hold them and then they were like wow that was a really great hug and it's something that I still do today it's like no like I'm gonna hug you like I'm gonna my heart is gonna pound against you're not your gonna half arm it you know like I'm going to chest to chest hug you and yeah. I'm gonna look you in the eyes as much as you can and mm-hmm. as I can and it's and I still look away like I like to like look around as I'm talking you know yeah. like that's just something that I I just get stimulated very easily by things and so it's comforting but it's also really nice to take a moment and look somebody in the eyes it's really powerful so, so um yeah that was just a large part of like parts of who I learned um or parts of where I learned different parts of who I am you know yeah. um yeah so that was really really cool um, and then I have always just been like a yoga nerd, not always, but in 2013, I went through like a really difficult time in my life where I felt like really betrayed by like a large group of people that I like felt that I can trust my entire soul and being with and I felt founded upon. And it's really interesting when you go through a betrayal like that, because it's like, I feel so lost. Like, I feel like I lost a part everything. of you. Yeah. And it's so weird. And like. Um, it was like, wow, I love you, but it hurts. It's like weird. It's an awkward place to be in. And, oh, yeah. um, and so I think that was when like, I've always experienced like depression and like different emotions thinking that I was like bipolar and stuff like that. And, uh, when I was younger, they thought that I was going to be bipolar and I was like, it's okay. Like I'm going to do the work to be okay. Um, and I have like that, that's the, my work was like putting myself in situations like being in a sorority and like being a leader in my sorority and doing these things was my way of healing yourself, and coping. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, I really dove into yoga in 2013. And so for about three years, I was just self-taught. Like I just, my first yoga class was in my mom's backyard on yoga on YouTube, <laughs> yes. um, which I think a lot of people experience. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like you get to learn, you know. And um, then I took a couple of like free classes, and from those free classes, I just started to learn a little bit more. And then I was like, you know what? Like I really want to become a yoga teacher, or I really want to just know more about yoga. Um, and so my first training was in a meta, meta yoga. Um, it originated in Sweden, but it takes a, very, a medical perspective to like what yoga is and like working with your nervous system and your endocrine system and um, how you're like impacting your organs and um, what that does to like your energetic levels, so like your pranic levels and your meridian channels and all that good stuff. Um, and so that was really cool. But when I first did it, there wasn't like a lot of talk about that, you know, like it was just like, okay, that's cool that you know what's going on with like my hormones, but like, how can I best stand in warrior two? It's like, what? You know, like I was taken aback. (laughs) How do I do a headstand? Yeah. You know, I was really taken aback. And then that's when I realized like, oh my gosh, there's like such a huge, like, physical understanding of what yoga is but like it's it's so much deeper than that you know yeah. it's also mental and emotional and it's not just to get the cool handstand pick for the instagram yeah. it's like um, yoga isn't just lifting weights at the gym it's not just a physical activity it's it's literally a mind and body activity it's it's so powerful and it's like that's why when you go to a yoga class they speak into you so that you can use your breath and use your mind and use your thoughts 
and allow your body to move all in like alignment with it it's not just getting the pose down yeah and like, yeah that's so important like people don't understand that but it's such it's also really good if you do have struggles like with your mental illness or your thoughts and your anxiety like it actually really does help you mentally and people may not understand that because they think oh exercise does help with your mental health and in a way it does it kind of takes your mind away from it or allows you to release emotion but yoga is more like to control your thoughts and accept those thoughts and let them flow through you and acknowledge them and then ask yourself about them kind of thing it's like so much different it's so cool and I, I really love that and it really has helped and all that good stuff so yeah definitely <laughs> for sure I mean when I first started yoga my girlfriend was like I'm doing this meditation thing and I'm like well, that's cool that sounds cool what is that she's like oh I'm just using this like guided uh, meditation on Spotify and I was like okay I'm gonna try it and I tried it and I just remember like it was more of a visualizing meditation and I like let myself be honest about like okay, I'm going to try to actually achieve this. The first time I did it, it was so weird and awkward. And I was like, I'm not quiet. Like, this isn't working. Like, this is silly. But then I was like, I'm going to try it again. And then the second time I tried it, like, it was kind of like, I felt like she was like, okay, imagine that there's this like white light, like just surrounding you. And I, I felt the white light like surrounding me. And I was like, whoa, this is really cool, you know? And I think to tap into that side of my mind or my creativity was like new for me. Um, and so I was like, I want to try to continue doing this a little bit more. And then I, there were times where I was like, I'm doing yoga wrong. I'm meditating (laughs) wrong because I just, I'm not super Zen. I'm not quiet. I'm like, it's hard for me to sit. Yeah. And I realized that later on, but at first I was like, I'm not Zen. I'm not quiet. I'm not peaceful right now. Um, and now I've realized that the act of yoga is just observing. So whether you're chattering or you're quiet, like as long as you're observing, that's your practice. That's who you are today. And that's what's important. Um, And so I think that's a big misconception with like meditation too, is like people think it has to be super Zen, but like, or a certain way. Yeah. But like maybe you're meant to have these thoughts so that you can recognize like, Oh, this thought is something that's reoccurring and maybe that's what's triggering this emotion or maybe yeah. that's what's triggering this action or this belief in my life. And that's when you can start controlling it when it does come up again, when your depression creeps up or your anxiety creeps, creeps up and these thoughts creep up because of it and that are causing it, that's when you can start controlling it is like through these practices. And there's no wrong way of doing it. It's all about how you feel and how your body feels comfortable doing it and like freeing that that weight off your shoulders telling you that you're not doing it right because that's just going to cause you not to really focus in on it and like today in yoga like she was saying like everybody moves so differently and so that was like you know I always try to like copy the teacher or do this pose right and like every time I stress about doing it right I don't feel it it hurts it doesn't feel free flowing and it's like you know I'm just going to move how my body just feels like it feels like going over here it's going to go over here you know and that's exactly what it is it's just like listening to your body and letting it flow and that's like your meditation it's like letting your thoughts flow and it doesn't you don't have to sit crisscross applesauce with your hands yeah. on your mouth. like you don't have to sit like that you could literally meditate however comfortable you feel and however you want you know what I mean? and isn't so. that so liberating yeah you know it's such a freeing it's so feeling. freeing it's yeah. so liberating i love that so much and that yeah. is when you tap into your actual like highest self is when you feel that freedom and you like realize that you're not doing it wrong and that you know all that is a lie you're just you're doing it right and you're feeling yourself and that's how you achieve that so yeah and you know like so that was my my first training was in meta yoga where it was very medical based and um kind of science based and then my second training was um more like an in-depth yoga training so we talked about like philosophy and anatomy and like we really broke down poses but we also talked about like the history of yoga and when yoga first started or when it like first originated when they used the word asana in modern day society asana now means a posture um so it means like a pose of some sort um whether that be down dog or tree pose or whatever it is um it could be an active pose like cat cow um but when they first said asana they meant seat and because they never, they didn't have any physical movement when yoga first started. It was oh, wow. primarily philosophy based. And so when they meant asana, they meant find your seat. And so like the, like these like guru high up people would like tell the people that were working with them, like, go bring me my asana. And that meant like, go bring me my seat, like my cushion, my couch. And um, 
what they would do is like they would sit there and then they would just observe. They would either observe their breath, they would observe their thoughts, they would observe their emotions, they would ponder ideas. And then we just added movement so that we could, because we could achieve something higher, but movement isn't even what it's about. It's not even the purpose. It's just observing. Yeah. And so movement actually came about uh, years later where there was this guy, um, I think Patanjali. So there's Patanjali and Patabi Joyce. I'm pretty sure that Patanjali is the one that like kind of like wrote out the yoga sutras and was like, these are the ways that you can achieve enlightenment. And that's through like observing and abstaining and breathing and then observing um, um, and then like uh, meditating and all that good stuff. And so there's like the philosophical like foundation of what yoga was. And then there was this guy named Patabi Joyce that came and was like studying with him and then he like was like oh this is cool and then he saw some army people like doing like push-ups and all that good stuff and then uh he saw circus performers being like super flexible and bendy and was like oh that's cool too and so he connected both of them together and so that came that's how like the ashtanga series came about was like incorporating like that focus meditation observation while moving as well and like doing more like strength-based focus and so that's like connecting the the, mind and the body yeah and so that's kind of like where that kind of originated from and so so, um yeah like a lot of it is just kind of like observing and through that observation is like when you're able to realize like okay like what are the tools that i'm lacking or what are the tools that i need i mean back then they were like what is that thing shooting across the sky? And maybe it was a shooting star, but they didn't really have, I mean, this was like 1600s type stuff. (laughs) So this was like a long time ago, you know? So a lot of the questions that they have now are already answered for us, which kind of sucks because it takes away like part of it is like, discovering life on earth but at the same time you discover more within yourself now yeah i was like now i guess we have some of those basic answers so we can go a little deeper into that discovery like because we already know like that's a shooting star that's a satellite up there oh that's the moon or those are the planets and those are the stars like we know that stuff and you can discover that a little bit more but because you have that foundation and you're not clouded by all those questions like i think you can you're right we can maybe go a little deeper into who we are and like what is it that turns me on? What are my visions? What are my desires? What makes me feel like crap? What makes me feel good? Like um, lately, I feel like I have just been like really agitated around this certain person or this certain like yeah. environment, and like be aware. I think that's when yeah. I really started to use yoga to like help me in my like decision making. Yeah, was yeah. like realizing like there was a point in my life when I was really like. Uh, envious of a situation and I was like I don't want to feel this way like this isn't who I am but I can't help that this is how I feel and so that's when I started to really really use like this observation process of just being like okay I recognize that I am envious I recognize that I am hurt and jealous right now I can't do anything about it but this is how I feel and recognizing it was the first step it was so liberating to be honest with myself and be like okay this is really how I feel now that I recognize that, when I started to be in those environments and it started to rec- come up again, I was more aware of like, okay, like I'm starting to feel that like burning sensation in my belly of being unhappy, yeah. you know? And then I was able to just be more aware of like, okay, like you have that sensation. No wonder you're rolling your eyes right now. Or <laughs> no wonder you're kind of scuffing right now because you, in my background, I already knew, in my back of my mind, I already knew like, being in this environment makes you feel this envious, jealous type of thing, you know? So What can you do to control it and change it? What can't you control, but what can you do, you know, yeah. to make that decision to, like, to move into a better place where you don't feel that negative energy? Yeah, yeah. So I think after, like, going through, like, all these trainings and then doing, like, the self-teaching that I was doing my, with myself, like... I started to utilize like different yoga was like a gateway like I know that there's like gateway drugs and stuff like that you know like I feel like yoga was like a gateway experience for me to like open my mind up to different tools because like yoga really saved my life like not just physically speaking um, but like mentally speaking like I was depressed and I was anxious and I was sad and I was suicidal and I had always been suicidal I had never make it made out a plan but I knew that that was like if I just killed myself right now, 
I wouldn't have to worry about tomorrow's stresses. I don't have to worry about that stuff anymore. That would be so yeah. easy, you know? And, like, now I can comfortably talk about suicide. Before, because you're past that point, and that's so yeah. beautiful. And now you can help others, and now we can speak about it out loud. And that is, like, so amazing. And now you're inspiring people, like, on your Instagram. <laughs> you're coming out with a website in mid-February. You're going to launch... Uh, online community to help others be more in tune with their self and with yoga and I think that is an absolute amazing thing like you are shedding your light and using your experience to help others that have been there where you used to be and I, I want to say the same but that's that's what drew me to you and that's what drew <laughs> me to your Instagram so if you guys want to follow her her Instagram is at Yanni Valdez underscore and that's at Y-A-N-I V-A-L-D-E-S underscore. <clears throat> and then her yoga page on Instagram is at Yogi Yani underscore, which is Y-O-G-I-Y-A-N-I underscore. And her Facebook is just Yani Valdez. But she is launching a, um, a website mm-hmm. in mid-February, and that's going to have her online yoga class and Maybe she'll put a blog on there. Who knows? She's going to talk about yoga. She's going to instruct yoga online virtually. And I think that's super awesome. And it's only going to be what you said, $6.99 a month is what you're planning on? Yeah. So like I want to have really affordability is something that's really important to me. So I want to have like, um, I'll probably have classes on there for like $2.99 and you can download them and always have them. Um, and then I have like an online wellness and spirituality mastermind community. Um, and so weekly we go on there and we talk about like theories and ideas, kind of like how we're doing right now. Um, and once we go on there, I save those recordings and for the people that are in our community, they have free access to that and all of our previous discussions and chats. Um, but if you're like, no, I don't want to be on a community. I just want to hear it. Um, I have those for two 99. Um, so it's like, you download it, you have it forever, that's cool. Um, and then it's six ninety nine a month, like no contract uh, for our wellness community. So that yeah. is super affordable. Yeah. I'm sorry, <laughs> but you guys spend way more than, than that at Starbucks every day. So I really? think this is, a, yeah. <laughs> this is amazing. It's super life-changing, a super great movement that she is doing this at such an affordable price and opportunity to give back. And she's like... She's a master at this stuff, and that is literally why I have her on here. That is why I follow her. So you guys should definitely check her out, follow her along, because very soon she's going to have that launching, and I think it's a great opportunity for any of us, and you're not losing out on anything. It's not expensive. Like, the gym is expensive, and any yoga class I've been trying to go to is way too much out of my budget. So if you guys are looking for, you know, a mind and body and peace and like, you know, you listen to this episode for a reason. So you got to check her out because that is such a great opportunity and it's super affordable. And I mean, I know I'm going to do it. So, (laughs) so, but I really appreciate you for coming on the show. This is so amazing. I'm so excited. And I hope you guys got a lot of really good insight and I hope you get to take a lot of this home with you today, even if it was just one little thing that sparked you in your head and just like, you know, anything at all. This was just such a great episode and I'm really excited and thank you so much, Yanni, for being on here today. And Thank you. Can I say something? Yeah, really of course. Um, so one thing that I constantly share in my classes is, you know, autonomy and being your own person and making decisions that are best for you. Um, And so if you're listening to this, you know, maybe there's one thing that you take away from that. Let that be something that resonates with you. Hold on to what resonates with you and let go of the things that don't. Maybe it'll come back to you someday. Maybe it won't. But just hold on to what resonates with you and let go of what doesn't. You said it better than I did. I love that. (laughs) You should just be on here all the time. (laughs) All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure to give her a follow. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.